1: They can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit slash weight loss. That's slash weight loss.
2: Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Apsock. And this is the Mandalorian Report. Today, we are going to be talking about chapter two, colon, the child. I don't even know if there's a colon in there. <laughs> but I just threw it in, and Ken's throwing in the music. And you already got your money's worth. Yeah. Uh, if you paid for this podcast. Anyway, we are going to dive into talking about the child, man. There's a lot to talk about in this episode, in my humble opinion, so we're going to dive into it. Uh, Mm. This is the episode that really, really introduced us to Baby Yoda. Man. That has to be celebrated immediately. Yeah. We're going to talk about all facets of Baby Yoda, (laughs) from the cuteness to the power. This is going to be spoiler full. Uh, But I also wanted to ask you, Ken, just to get uh, started, Mm -hmm. because we're still talking about not only the show, but the experience of Disney Plus, of this new way of getting Star Wars. So what was your experience watching this episode? Were you there like right away when refreshing it as it was? So I was traveling and heading to Washington DC to do
3: comedy with Mark Ellis and Christian Ruvicabla, the wanger show was with us. He was doing some tech. He was taping himself setting the scene only to say we had planned our big night and our two nights in DC. Our first night was going to be spent watching Mandalorian in my hotel room. (laughs) So our flight got delayed, emergency landing in Phoenix and me and uh, Christian were in Phoenix airport for 10 hours. Ellis said his flight was different. He got there. Um, you know, you, I'm sure at one point in your life, you're always, you know, stuck in an airport. You experience <laughs> that. Um, oh, yes. I was trying to sleep face down on a backpack and couldn't do it. And all of a sudden, I w- it was like 6.01. And I went, wait a minute. I think there's a Mandalorian. Out. Like 6.01 in the morning. Yeah. 6.01 a.m. Uh, Phoenix time, right? Um, so I watched it on my phone first and with headphones.
2: So you just pulled it up and it was there. and It, it was, was there. And they were great. Nice.
3: And I'll talk a little bit later about how that affected my first thoughts on the episode. Yeah. Compared to watching it later, we plugged an HDMI into a laptop and watched it on a big hotel room screen. Yeah. Different experience. So, (laughs) but... So there's a weird, like, God, Star Wars exists and I can watch a new episode on my phone. Weirdness. Yes. But then finding it, I know, and I was seeing our Discord server, our Discord for Force Center, you you can get that through our Patreon page and people are like, do you got it? Do you got it? And it's still a week two. Not worked out.
2: Yeah, yeah. So there's the... Uh, There was the question of when it was going to drop, right? Because the first, the launch of all of Disney Plus was like, it'll be available at midnight. And then we heard rumors that, oh, maybe that actually means a few hours before. And so it was. So then you're going into the second week going, is that going to be the deal for every episode? of Like, Mm. it's midnight, but actually that means this time. And then it didn't seem that way. And, you Mm. know, got around to midnight at Pacific time. And I was watching a couple of Twitter threads. And then the Mandalorian account, the official one on Twitter, tweeted out it's here now. And it was sad because there was a lot of anger and pain, but it was also very funny. It was just a thread of people swearing and every gift that you can find to call someone a liar was used in response because it was popping up mostly on people's mobile devices immediately. But everybody was, you know, reporting in not Xbox yet, not PS4 yet, not Roku yet. Mm. Uh, And other people like, I'm getting in, I'm getting in. And I refreshed, It, it got to the point of like, it was 1 a.m. for me. 1 a.m.? And I didn't see it. And so I th- Thursday into Friday night. Yep. Okay. So, like, uh, officially released, they tweeted that it was released. Mm. So then I was like, should I just rewatch the first episode? And I was like, wait a minute. No. If I mm. fast forward to the end of the first episode, maybe these algorithms that m- want to make me watch <laughs> the next episode will finally be helpful. Ooh. And yeah, it, it rolled into the next episode before the rest of my system would admit that it, it existed. Yeah, you you used algorithms to your favor. <laughs> I did. I used wow. the power of algorithms. So now I feel like when midnight hits, even if it's not ready to show me that episode three is there, I'll just fast forward to the end of episode end two of and hopefully it'll roll into episode three.
3: Good to know. Wow. Yeah.
2: But it is Good definitely, enough. like, it, it is a, a testament to the power of that episode that as soon as it started in the Mandalorian in general, like, that I forgot all of the yeah. annoyance. Yeah, You know, it really is, like, you know, I don't know if you've ever had a hard time opening up the plastic on a DVD <laughs> yeah. or a video game. Like, there's fun in here. Yeah. I can't <laughs> get you the
3: Get yeah. sealed packages.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's me in a gas station sandwich trying to get in before the red light changes. Well, picture that if you're having a hard time uh, with uh, getting Mandalorian to load. Picture Ken fighting with a sandwich from Seven Eleven. Uh Yeah, so that was the experience getting into it, and yep. yet the episode itself I found quite joyful. Let's talk about overall yeah. reaction. You said you were uh, influenced by Man. seeing it. Small in the Arizona airport. Yeah. I mean, I, I say that at, at just a little context that could very
3: well, very well affected my viewing. I, when I ended the first one, I thought I didn't like it and was on the flight. The the first yeah. viewing, the first viewing of episode, of chapter two. I went, I don't know. I don't think I liked that. And had a lot of time on the plane. Not, not, I didn't watch it again. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew we were going to watch it that night. I was also trying to sleep. Um, and I got to tell you, when I watch it the second time, I don't know what switch. This is why I preach in this era of what's your rating and give us this and and do a reaction video. So you got to sometimes you got to let it weigh on you a little bit, and you got to dig, dig dig in. And the second viewing, I went. This was this was better than anything I could have expected from this show going in, not just this episode but the series.
2: Okay, and now I'm I'm I love it. Was it do you, what do you think it was? Do you think it was just your mood? in the setting affecting you the second Could time we also been, got to watch it with friends so it was a communal yeah, experience right friends are good
3: and I had a good <laughs> uh, good uh, good dinner in my belly um it was it, you know the, all that factors in, that's why I bring it up I don't just bring it up to tell a story about air travel but it, it, the context but i got to, when it ended i went this is what they're doing yeah. oh okay I don't, uh, and then you kind of you release yourself of the expectations of this isn't a show with a bunch of characters and dialogue and shooting and fighting and and Game of Thrones in space. This is a tone poem. This is a uh, stanzas in a song. And then I went, oh, this is braver than I thought they would do.
2: And I, I now I love it. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool, if that yeah. makes sense. It does make sense because I think it is. Uh, it has some some uh, something in common to me with the first couple of viewings of Rogue One. Where mm. on the surface, there is so much that is literally familiar. Yeah. Like, because it is the same aliens, the same ships, the same uh, creatures, uh, and, and specifically things that Star Wars fans have hungered for, right? Absolutely, right. More of the gritty, more Give of the, it. you know, the fighting and the, oh, we need you know, that grit. Uh, We got that grit. We got that grit. And yet, what it's in service of is incredibly different mm. than the Star Wars that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. So, in that whole uh, cocktail of new and old that I always ramble about, yeah, it's... The new, it, it, I think the new sneaks up on you mm. because on the surface, so, so much of it feels familiar.
3: Yeah. And, yeah.
2: And then it's not. It's not. No. It's, it's not. And no. that's what I love. It's using, uh, you know, it, here, here's my latest mm. in my endless Star Wars food analogies. Love it. It is using the same ingredients to cook something different. It's like, Makes sense. how did you make soup out of only ingredients for pizza? And, like, And, and <laughs> I got to tell you something. I got to tell you, uh, I... It's, no,
3: that that's once again you're saying some really really smart and, and easily digestible uh, terminology there. I I have been slightly grumpy with some folks who're like I love the show. Now I should I love people loving Star Wars. Yeah, this is the Star Wars I've always wanted. Right, and I'm like ah, but it's not. You just you're stopping. You're eating the main. You're eating appetizers, <laughs> and yeah. it is. It has all the ingredients that are there, but this is not. A continuation new, You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I get it. So I, I, I gotta find myself not fighting people when they say they love <laughs> Star Wars. But I want them to dig deeper. Because uh, it's all there. It's all through the threads of the show. And it isn't just Blast and Jawas. Which is fun. Oh, yeah. So you know what I mean? So no, that makes sense. Yeah. They're, this lasagna's great. Well, actually...
2: It's this. It turns out yeah. it's an apple pie <laughs> made no, out of no lasagna. Money, I guess I'm just really hungry today. Uh, another thing that people have been talking about a lot, and uh, we'll get into lots of different details, but want to do this overview stuff, the length. Mm. Um, I think people are surprised. Uh, you're the second person I've talked to recently who said Game of Thrones. Yeah. That there that there was some bubbling expectation that I think I wasn't as aware of that this was going to be like Game of Thrones in some yeah. way. And I think that people were picturing something epic and complex. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think I ever was, which probably gives me some benefit. I didn't right. think it would be as as super focused on the Mandalorian as, right. as this is, where we almost never get a scene without him, unless it's thirty seconds to hype <laughs> his entrance. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> which <So> is true. <laughs> with the Jawas yeah. and cool, there. <laughs> so- <laughs> the only reason we don't see him is because it's going to be more awesome when we, when we see him.
3: <laughs> Cause we had highlighted that choice of the storytelling so much in episode one. When, 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 uh, Quill, I, I think is what his name Quill, is now, yeah. but cool. is I that like our, view. Um, I, I, I when that scene happened, I go, oh God, we're gonna do a scene with that. Oh
2: no, he's nope. walking up. Nope, it's just to set up the awesome return of <laughs> the Mandalorian. And,
3: and to be clear, like when people like when hey, this is the Star Wars I've always wanted. If you're feeling that, I want you to continue to feel that. I just think it's sometimes used as a dig at the movies of the last couple of years that I just take a little bit of offense at because you're not. It's not. It's actually more in line with the new films to me in terms of how they dig into themes and play with the themes and connect it back to George's original heart and story and words. Yeah. Versus, I think people when they say that they're like it's just you know the gritty underworld badass like that's yeah. that's really not what we're getting.
2: Yeah, we're getting the trappings of that. That's yeah. the world that this character is traveling in. Yeah. But it's not necessarily what's at stake. Correct. Yeah. Um. So for for me the length.
3: Oh yeah, sorry. I, no, I no, it's fine. A
2: length, yeah. That, no, that's fine. So the length doesn't bother me. The more I sit with it, because oh, okay, I mean, when it was first, uh, when it first ended, I was like, oh, are they all going to be around uh, half an hour? And there's that greedy part of you that just was like, I want hmm. more Star Wars. I was really enjoying this, but I'm so happy to have something that is truly different in that hmm. it is very, very focused on this one character right now. Hmm. Maybe it'll expand. It's very minimal. And really, really not overstaying its welcome or padding in any way to get to an arbitrary length. Uh, And also not being indulgent because I Mm -hmm. just feel like uh, as a viewer and also as a writer, I'm not going to name them because I don't want to be negative. But there are a couple of shows that I truly like on streaming Mm -hmm. where I have a hard time watching them because I've got a red pen in my mind going, Mm -hmm. you established that three scenes ago. I don't need it reiterated. Yeah. And it's just too, and I really appreciate something that's like, we know exactly what we want to say and yeah. I say it and we're going to be done. It's an excellent point and into the game of
3: thrones thing. I think it's just that natural thing of like, Oh, you know, uh, everyone's trying, every streaming service is trying to get their game of thrones, quote unquote. And, and this was, Disney Plus's Lucasfilm's version of that, so I think you just you naturally can run. Then you meet all the cast, and then you meet all the you know right. and, and characters, and then and you're like, well, oh, and you you start thinking, well, they're all going to interact, and it's going to be, and they they very, very very well could. This could be the slow roast and opening to a big rock song that's coming. Yeah. You know we're breaking into the chorus <laughs> so, a bit. Watch this
2: whole. Yeah, uh, you know, everybody's talking about wrestling with a half hour, and the next episode's <laughs> going to be like right. two hours long.
3: Um But, and I think when the episode, when the episode ended and I was in the airport, I'm like, wait, do I, did I fall asleep and miss 15 minutes? And I realized, I realized it's about 28, 29 minutes of story credits to take it about 32. Um What you just said kind of touch, uh, touched, uh, touched on what I thought once I thought about it. Uh They did everything they needed to do yep. in this episode. And that's all I want.
2: Yeah. Cause it's called chapter two the child yeah and it's about the relationship between mando and the yoda baby Yaby. yeah uh and it starts with them together him trying to get him off world mm-hmm. it ends with him getting off world and it ends with the child waking up reassuring mando that it's still alive and still safe alive. obviously there's some big plot things like that whole force thing but like that's <laughs> The arc of the episode. And that's what this chapter is about. Yeah. Period. Uh, you and I also, uh, both talked about the video game aspect of that first chapter. Yeah. Yeah. So that was in my mind when I was watching it. And I was so entertained that like, this continues to absolutely be a video game. This was literally an escort mission. (laughs) And then I yelled at my screen, like when it was happening, like, oh my God, the Jawas are going to give him a side quest. Yeah. And they totally they did. did. They gave him a side quest <laughs> and it had Suka. the emotional impact. Suka. The Suka. Suka side quest had the emotional impact <laughs> on the Mandalorian that side quests often do on yeah. actual gamers of like, I'm trying to get, <sighs> okay. Yeah. I have to go, uh, rescue the acorn of life in order for you to give me the, the rake of fate. <laughs> All right, <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah and the, thoughts, suka, the suka thoughts on that egg <laughs> oh the suka w- was was great mm. um so yeah my my uh my overall reaction is just that i, I the more i sit with this episode and i've now watched it 3 times twice by myself and once uh with mm. my wife and watching her her mm. uh heart uh, break and reform yeah. over Yoda baby. Mm-hmm. Man, uh I just I'm I'm continuing to like it more and more that it is really different and, and really specific and really its own thing. Specific's a great way to describe it. It is just narrow focused on what it needs
3: to do. Yeah. Oh, so I love that.
2: You and you're you're enjoying it more and more. Yeah. I've seen the episode four times now. Oh wow. Um, okay.
3: and Yes, uh, I can't. I, I, I and I'm and, and I'm here doing a review show on it. I can't quite put my finger on it, which makes for great review content. <laughs> but I just when it ends now, or when it actually when it starts. Uh, and I just see that baby and the egg floating behind with that bluetooth connectivity there yeah um, that uh, I uh, just get a warm feeling man this isn't we it just is it's and it's a classic western trope the gruff guy and the baby you sir on on the collider review made the reference
2: to raising Arizona <laughs> and I thought that
3: no one's picking up on that that is great there's like
2: a Cohen brother's sense of yeah. humor about it mm-hmm. right of like the this is kind of absurd that I am absolutely fighting for my life yeah well this Cute mewing thing just kind of <laughs> stares at me. There is a cool. lot of humor. What's, in What's uh, what's the deal? And it, it's it's comedy also with the point because it is about the bond yeah. they're building. And um,
3: Rick Feiyama, Feiyama, I, I'm always his name is a tongue twister for me. He directs this one. Yeah. And our good friend uh, Andres Cabrera is the one who, who let me know, and, and a lot of viewers over on Jedi Council know. Hey, Dope. I hadn't seen Dope. He's like Dope's actually it's serious, but it's funny. Okay. And expect some humor from from Rick. And I this episode that the, the jaw was throwing the metal pieces stuff to try to knock him. out. it's really funny. It's hilarious. But it's a big tense battle. Like anyways, yeah, uh, there's, there's just a lot of things in this episode. The more I think about, it, I love.
2: Well, then let's dive into let's do our it. favorite things. Do you have like a favorite big thing or, uh, or we can dive into lots of little small things. Where are you at?
3: Um, I, I yeah, uh, favorite big thing. I mean, it's, it'd be hard for me to not say the big, uh, force moment. I don't know yeah. if that's in your mind too. um, I actually got emotional the second time watching it. Really? I'm not right? okay. talking balling in Mark Ellis's arms, but, like, <laughs> it's pretty powerful moment, and, yeah. and it's, it, it's pretty, well, uh, pretty well done, though, you know, the Mudhorn's just trying to f- defend its egg, so I do feel sorry it for the Mudhorn. It ties into the
2: sort of the theme
3: of, <laughs> yeah. like, hey, protecting youth. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, But I just, the way it, uh, you know and, I, and even in a I kind of knew it was coming right cuz the, the first moment trying to heal him they're trying like,
2: to heal I feel like most people were like yeah, so you like hey. in the questions hanging over this because yeah. we've only seen this species twice before and they're both Force users both force, right yes. so it's, that's it's big heavy in the air
3: it was because i loved the two or three shots that they cut to the baby yoda's point of view right and they're watching him and you get a sense that this this creature 50 that's been around a long time but a baby is picks up picks up on all the people in its life this one is got something worth saving in a way okay like it's watching the the mando saving me this creature saving me i'm connected to it and i see what it's trying to do it's watching it's watching him get get crunched by the mudhorn and, and destroyed you, you cut to some of the views and you cut to the face and so, so it's like it isn't just force power and use it's like I'm going to give this to this person. I'm going to use this. This person needs this help. But it was right. It was the force. And it's it. That's the force. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You you can. I love that. Yeah.
2: I love that. It's kind of it's open to lots of interpretation. Mm. How you kind of emotionally get into that moment. Yeah. And, you know, what you're talking about is almost to what I'm hearing is that uh, almost identifying with the Mandalorian Mm. and knowing that pain of being like, I'm trying to do what's right. right. I'm trying to do my job and I, my ass has been handed to mm-hmm. me and I am on my knees. And we all know that moment when you're feeling that bad yeah. and someone comes to pick you up. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's uh, this is a weird analogy, but like the Spider-Man two moment <laughs> where, yeah. you know, all the New Yorkers surround him and, you know, yeah. kind of make fun of it. It's an easily, you know, meme-able sure. moment of like you want it, you want him, you got to come through us. But like that moment where you think you are totally alone yeah. and you are not. And somebody comes to help you, and it just happens to be a fifty-year-old baby with a force.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, you know my my final note on that is yeah, as uh, uh, um, the Mando uh, grabs his knife
2: and just kind of holds it up, almost as if I'm going to die. Right, of just like if I happen to get, I'm just gonna yeah. hold this in front of me and hope that it spears itself. I'm dead, but basically, or I'm uh, gonna take it with me. Yeah, yeah. And to get saved in that
3: moment, and it's just a great reveal of something that, yeah, you could see was coming, but it was great. It was was
2: so well shot and directed, yeah. And for me, I I think part of what hit me emotionally about it is how much of it is just empathy. Mm -hmm. How much is it just that that incredibly cute little baby sensed pain Mm -hmm. and naturally was trying to get out of its little floating baby basket (laughs) to heal it, (laughs) continues to sense pain. Yeah on maybe some deep level or maybe just an intuitive level that I think all creatures have of empathy of, of sensing pain and desperation in, you know, that you can imagine that this baby is not old enough to be making any sort of pros and cons of like, that will take a lot out of me, but this guy's a a good egg, no pun intended and I'll (laughs) save him. Yeah. But more just that, like, i I sense his pain and I sense yeah. the horror that's coming from him. I also you know saw the <laughs> the mud yeah. horn hit him five times yeah, yeah, three yeah. times uh so just reach out to just stop it's so it's so pure and jedi like yeah, not like the baby 100%. knows the jedi code or whatever, but it's just so like just yeah. stop, don't hurt him, yeah anymore yeah is yeah really I really cool that. that was my favorite big moment um I think for me, my favorite big overall thing about it about this episode was getting to see even more of who the Mandalorian is. And in particular, this really Indiana Jones mm. everyday person, right? Because right. it's told in a super cool way about a guy in armor, whose weapons are a part of his religion. He's got a flamethrower and cool yeah. blaster and all, he's a badass. Uh, he's got ingenuity. He's got skill, but also he's just trying to get from point A to point B and everyone and everything that can kick his ass is going to. Yeah. In that he's just, Trying to keep going, it, it's it's got that charm of Indiana Jones of just like I don't crave adventure, yeah. I just want the thing. Yeah, if I could walk that. into the temple, solve a few puzzles, and walk <laughs> and out could, with the thing, I'm good. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be dragged behind your car. Yeah, I don't want to throw a Nazi into a propeller. I have to, I have to, and it's not fun. Yeah, and I'm in great pain. Uh, so I think that element of his character coming out that it's yeah. doing his job is a point of pride. It seems mm. in a, in a necessity, but it's not any sort of like, you know, there's no element of like, I feel like Boba Fett's character as he exists in current Canon is cocky. Right. Yeah. And you'd get, you could get yeah. see a, a Boba Fett story where he does do snarky. Gotcha. Asshole kind of mm-hmm. quips. And I just feel, I feel like that's what, not what the Mando is about. Like, yeah, it's weird to watch, this incredibly odd space fantasy and be able to relate to it and go like i feel like that some days <laughs> when just like i need to finish my writing and pick my wife up at work those are my goals for the day but in between this email <laughs> and this phone call and oh I'm a, there's yeah. a screw in my tire and ah and to have yep. it be that kind of relatable while it still being in <laughs> absurd space fantasy is yeah, awesome. It's just, an, it's just an office comedy. So, yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It really is. Uh, y- you already uh, talked about the egg chant, Suka, Suka, just for for small moments. Uh, everything with the Jawas, them laughing yeah. at him, that little obnoxious laugh, which, which goes to building his character too. We all know what that feels like to be like, it's yeah. like little kids laughing at you. That's like you're walking down the street and you trip and you yeah. <laughs> 50 kids yeah. around you go, ah! <laughs> that obnoxious little Java laugh they have. <laughs> so uh, great.
3: Uh, my, my, my favorite smaller moment was, and there's a lot of little ones, a lot of ones with quill and everything, but the, <laughs> they do the whole egg chant, everything. They're in the crawler. Minutes have passed in the show, but also 40 minutes in real life and the one... Jawa just looks up at him. Suka just brings it up again. Like I just
2: love that he's just like, Suka, egg, you're going to bring us to the egg, right? We're, yeah. we're, we're doing the egg thing. Did you... What did you think the egg was going to be? Did you think it was just going to be a tasty treat for the Jawas, or were no. you surprised by that? No, I thought it was going to be
3: some something of great value and and something they would worship or something like that, yeah. and it, it 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 fades to that for like a beat. You're like, "Oh they're going to oh, nope they're just, it's a snack. It's just a tasty, um, tasty treat, which could be you know an important snack in the, in oh, sure, culture, yeah. but yeah, yeah <laughs> yeah, I
2: yeah. think uh, probably my favorite small beat is Mando shaking his head when he realizes they yes. just want to scarf the egg. Yes. Like I did all that. All that. So you guys could have a yummy treat, you <laughs> little a-holes. Uh, uh one other favorite small thing to mention is the servitude lines from Quill. Yeah. Uh when he's talking about uh, uh a man I was offering him to come with, but particularly when he's saying I have uh, you know worked for a lifetime mm-hmm. so uh I don't have to be, you know, a part of servitude. I'm yeah. paraphrasing there. But that idea that like not only do I want to be left alone, but you know, hey, you, you came here, you're my guest, I'll help you, but I don't want to serve anybody gives weight to I have spoken. Yeah. I have spoken was charming and intriguing in the first chapter, but knowing that like he did some Bespin type thing or something else like it for, or maybe even worse, Mm -hmm. uh, for however many decades Ugnaughts live. Yeah. Now he's an old Ugnaught (sighs) and he's like, uh, no, no, uh, nobody else is going to, tell me what to do. I have spoken. Gives it a little bit more oomph now.
3: Quill is such a great character in every moment. Almost every line works as this, this kind of mentor role. Yeah. But, uh, the, the, uh, job don't uh, destroy. They, uh, what, are the, what is it? Yeah. They, yeah. They, 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 uh, steal, they, 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 they steal. They don't destroy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Just everything has a little weight to his, his moments. And I loved it. Yeah. Just lots of wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Even when he's like telling them, you know, Mando's like, "Oh, this is bill rebuilding the ship's gonna take days." And he's like, "If you're willing to help, not
2: so much." Like everything about it, it's just great. Yeah, great he's character. Just the guy who uh, he's a good life coach. I think that's yeah. what we're getting to. So let's talk about some of the big canon uh, revelations or impacts mm-hmm. uh, to sort of larger Star Wars canon and what we're going to learn in the Mandalorian. So Yoda baby has the Force. Yeah. So how? Uh, the in a way it's not a surprise, right? Because now we're yeah. three for three for whatever this species True. is. Um were you I, I I talked to at least one friend who was like, ah, why did it have to be the force? Like that's the story that's being told. Obviously, it's yeah. not a minor detail. It's not like a little subplot. I think that's gonna be a huge part of the plot.
3: Yeah.
2: But how were you affected in, in thinking of larger Star Wars? Like you you love that moment yeah. in the humanity of it, but what does it mean for Star Wars if this is the this rare species and they are all Force users?
3: I mean that that uh, yeah, uh, I haven't focused on that. And I'm funny. I'm literally looking at a Yoda 3D print my uh, cousin <laughs> made for me over in the corner there. I the the, the ramifications of that and why and while they're why Doctor Persian everyone wants the character is something I, I haven't wrapped my head around fully. Other than it's it's pretty powerful, but i I saw a tweet. Someone tweeted me. I, I can't believe they're using the force. The, I, the, that's it's kind of a crutch in Star Wars. and I am like, it's Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Even though I am someone who's it's about the rebellion and the versus the Empire for me in a lot of ways. The Star Wars, the core of it is, is the Force, and Dave Filoni's involved, and you can't tell me I'm not surprised at all. And and the fact that I go to that scene with Mando and uh, 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 Quill, uh, you know, where he says, "Tell me, tell me again, what happened?" Yeah, and they both don't really understand. Right. It. In a world that's post Jedi and post Force being a thing, is is this series have to do with what does the Force mean to the rest of the galaxy, and, the, and, and what do you learn from it? I don't know. Right. Right. That was a bigger ramification for me. Two other than now we might know that the Yakugals uh, <laughs> force or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah, but well, that's it, important too.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I think those are both two like two of the biggest uh, mm-hmm. questions, and uh, th- those lines are fascinating. Um, how how would you uh, how do you g- guessing for the for future episodes? Yeah. So now we we've, we've seen the Trandosians who had a tracking fob as well, yeah. right? And they were checking out the mm-hmm. him him getting this assignment right right uh, sure. at the cantina there with grief carga. So. The Nicto were holding right. the baby, but right. IG-11 had orders to kill it. Kill it. Then the Trandoshans had orders to kill it. Yeah. Even uh, the client, Werner Herzog, seemed like, yeah. I know you're probably going to have to kill it. And it's yeah. Dr. Pershing. was like, no, 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 no. So we have, at, depending on how many people sent it out, yeah. we certainly have motivation for creepy Dr. Pershing wants it alive. Yeah. Other people want it dead. Does that all track for you if it is not known by a lot of people in the galaxy, but some movers and shakers are aware these things are force sensitive and extremely powerful. We've got a line on one. We don't want their mm-hmm. kind in our business. Kill it. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, it's young. It can be manipulated or mm-hmm. cloned or, you know, try to let's science the midi chlorians out of this right. little guy. Any number of creepy things. Does it attract you? If, if it is really sort of a, absolutely a MacGuffin like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it
3: does because there's a lot of theories going around, a lot of questions and people want to know predictions, right? The biggest one I have is who else is, is sending people after this Yeah, thing. And that's the bigger, it, it, is it, it's not just grief, carga backstabbing, you know, Mando It could be, it could be part of it, yeah. but that, that seems to be, there seems to be some very heaviness in every time you realize someone else sent these people out yeah you know what i mean so uh who that person is is the big question to me and then exactly what you're saying is it some is it a tool some power something to be studied can i keep hearing the joke of extracting chlorines? is it that scientific or is it you know with this weapon this is this nuclear football almost literally going we could control the galaxy yeah once more like I, i i think there's that's the big question for me. So who's Who wants this baby? I yeah. think it will be revealed, but who wants it?
2: Yeah, I think really looking at it, uh, looking at uh, other people looking at Yoda baby. We yeah. look at Yoda baby as an adorable oh. sentient creature. Yeah, But other people looking at it as a weapon of it's young enough, it can be mm-hmm. manipulated in some way. Or yeah. it just needs to be taken off the table is really interesting right. to me because we haven't seen that perspective on other people's reaction to the mm-hmm. force and force users right. as much. We've seen like, Palpatine try to you know uh, uh, kidnap babies and or people try to you know anyway yeah uh, but that particular idea of it uh, this idea of what they know of the forces I really want to dig into this one with you really interesting to me right because you know uh, to me uh, there's a, a lot of time uh, in the old republic uh, or the republic of the sort of prequel era where People are aware Jedi exist. They are they are yeah. a part of the galaxy, but I think there's still plenty of room for people to doubt the power unless they encounter them. Otherwise, they can just be sanctimonious monks who know some cheap tricks and they've yeah. got their lightsabers and they're kind of. You could I can see a character like Quill living his whole life in hearing stories about the Jedi, but then also living through the propaganda of it was all lies. They're traitors. Yeah. And don't even speak of them. Don't think about them. So mm. there's that in terms of the the yeah. Jedi of how the galaxy perceives them, perceives them. On like Quill's side of it. What yeah. do you think about what Quill thinks I, of it all? I was really surprised in a,
3: in a very pleasant way that he didn't know. That he wasn't like, oh, that's the force at work. Right. That he was like, tell me again. I don't understand what you He held the thing yeah. in place? <laughs> That thing? Because even at you know, the beginning, you know, when he sees it, like that's that's what all the fuss is about, this yeah. little
2: baby? Um, <laughs> she eats the frog. Um, <laughs> Another huge canon revelation. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The species is capable of yeah, eating the, things whole and that, digesting. <laughs> that's what Yoda went down to Dexter's <laughs> Diner for. Um, what was in the
3: stew? Plate of frogs, live, I will have. Um, yeah, you know, so I was blown. I'll say this, I was blown away. I... I I permanently included. I was blown away that uh, Quill didn't know. Yeah. Because Mando, I think he gets a sense that he knows, not that he's hiding that he knows, but he just like, he witnessed it. Number one, he's been around the galaxy. He can probably imagine, but just like maybe seeing it up front. Yeah. Maybe believing. Maybe the Mando's going to have to f- believe some things he didn't believe before. Um, not to make it entirely like a Han Solo story, but you know, like. That But I was more intrigued by this world-weary guy who clearly did not grow up or, or not live on Arvala 7 all his life, but he went there to find peace. The Ugnot, i I I'm
2: surprised that he wouldn't
3: be like, pleasantly surprised he wouldn't be like, oh, oh, here's what it is. It makes
2: him a different kind of mentor character. Really? Because, yeah. you know, a lot of our mentors have been... You know, force Mm -hmm. users or even mods Kanata, who, like, you know, she's not a force user, but she's a a force feeler. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, She's a force talker for sure. So that that makes uh, Quill different. The Mando is really interesting to me because that's either saying something about the Mandalorians' cultural memory of Jedi, right? Or an opinion about them or a bearing of it because they went through entire wars with Jedi. Their armor is partially constructed to combat. Jedi abilities. So to have somebody who seems relatively steeped in Mandalorian culture go, I don't know what that is. You know, is that that the memory of Jedi has become like, eh, they weren't actually, yeah, they were more full of themselves. They weren't actually that powerful. They were, you know, they're bossy a holes who wanted mm. everyone to do things the way they thought they should. And they had a couple of parlor tricks, but that's a, to grow up with that story versus seeing a tiny, what you thought was a tiny defenseless infant yeah. save your life with massive amounts of power.
3: As you're talking, I'm like, yeah, he would know the dark saber. He would know that our relatives, our ancestors fought them. So yeah. is it, was it, is it because he's a foundling, or we're going to learn more about that wrinkle? We don't really know. Yeah. Although, you know, but even then you got the armor. You're going back to the Armorer to get more of your man. You know, yeah, you know. He
2: was alive during the Clone Wars, obviously, where the Jedi were, you know, publicly in the Holonet. So, like, it's not about knowledge of these Mm -hmm. Jedi existing. It's about how they're seen in the galaxy and how successful the propaganda of the Empire, yeah, or the you know perceptions of the Mandalorian culture might be. So that that's why I'm feeling like it's not just about this one. You, you know, uh, Yabi MacGuffin using the Force, it's going to be a little bit about the state of the Force in the galaxy. Yes. If we're to believe Luke, mm-hmm. the Force is a little bit more in balance now. Yeah. You know, there aren't a ton of dark side users super perverting the Force by grabbing more and more and more and killing and manipulating. Yep. It's just, you know, people trying to get by in the galaxy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I'm, ch- I'm, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's,
3: it's, it, it's him looking back at the well it's it's, it's cuz he you know yeah, was he hurt uh i don't think physically he 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 totally has grasped what's going on but yeah. is is it is is there a fear is there a oh no this could mean a lot more like i know what the galaxy you know is it dawning on him the importance of this now yeah i'm i'm holding this this f- future or dark future or whatever you know it's like is he is it all dawning on the mando and then all that all oh, crap all the stories i heard were true then
2: you know, I, yeah. I wonder if it's almost more that of like I don't know, uh, you know, either. Mm-hmm. You know, if it is almost more like in a real world scenario of yes, we've all heard stories of aliens mm-hmm. and abduction,
3: yeah.
2: And like <laughs> if somebody was watching a TV show of, yeah. of us podcasting right now, and then yep. aliens came, and you and I were shocked, and people watching were like, "Well, <laughs> they they know about aliens. <laughs> yeah, they've been told and <laughs> told uh, repeatedly about we're abductions." About, yeah. But it would for us, it would that's, still be like a that's
3: great. Is this this is, is this real? Really, yeah. What are
2: the implications of this being tr- truly real? Yeah. What are the implications for me right now being the one involved in this situation if this is all true beyond uh, anything I ever imagined?
3: It, it goes beyond to just the, at the end. of The episode ends with uh, Quill saying, "You know, <coughs> I hope you get the reward. I have spoken." Yay, yeah, neat line. We love it. But but the look, well, not the look on his face, the blank stare on the man's face. But it's like. It's not just, oh, uh, am I going to accept this award or save the baby? That's part of the story. Yeah. But that goes back to that moment to me where it's like he realizes I'm on a job that's way bigger. bigger. Way, bigger. way yeah. bigger. What are the implications? What? Of it? Who is behind this? What's going to happen next to me? Yeah, beyond just returning it and going, give me my money.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wanted to talk a little, Mm -hmm. just briefly, you mentioned the planet name Arvala Seven, that uh, is on the StarWars.com databank under Quill's entry Uh uh, is where I saw that uh, confirmation of what that planet is called, that it's not Tatooine. Uh, Mm -hmm. I did some deep diving on the old Jawas. uh, Mm -hmm. This is definitely just a, hey, let's, you know, a lot of previous star Wars stuff has said yeah, Jawas are mostly native to Tatooine and the sand crawlers are old mining equipment that got left behind. And I have seen some people grumbling of like, whoops, Jawas and sand crawlers are just on every sand planet." <laughs> um, it, but these ones do have red eyes and mm-hmm. the ones in the original trilogy. Sometimes they look a little red, but they're everywhere that lists them. It's yellow, yellow. Yeah. They have mostly yellowish eyes. Uh, and for me, uh, I don't really care that there are Jawas different places. Like for me, that that's a headcanon thing of like, yeah, there's a giant yeah. mining company that tried to mine a bunch of sand planets and they left these sand crawlers behind. <laughs> and uh, some all Jawas. All it. Yeah. Maybe Jawas started Tatooine. Maybe they started some ancient other planet and they got yeah. on some freighters. They like sand planets. they Yeah. Like this mining equipment. Eh, so maybe, be it. Maybe there was a, a fight, and one clan went
3: one way, and the other yeah. way went the other. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I'm like you. I, I just it, that's that canon checklist storytelling that's not interesting to me. Where it's just like cool. All right, it's another planet. More
2: Jawas. Yeah, and to me, it's, yeah, it's it's that spirit of it, instead of asking why and asking yeah, yeah. why not, it'd be cool, right? Uh <laughs> It, I, I don't want yeah. this to be on Tatooine <laughs> yeah. for lots of reasons, lots of I'm reasons. sure. And yeah. I'd really, I've been thinking about this as John Favreau since I was six years old. Yeah. And wished I had 50 Jawas to fight Boba Fett uh, action figures. Yeah. Why not? Let, let's have some fun with let's it. it and not yeah. be locked into like, but in the yeah. book, Star Wars, absolutely everything you need to know. It right. was like, I'm all for canon. And there's oh, su- yeah, certain yeah. canon disruptions that would bother me if it's just like a direct contradiction. Right but being willing to expand the canon and change what had been a perception. Yeah. Is, is fine with me, especially if it's in the spirit of something fun and cool. Because
3: if, if it's on Tatooine, not only are we just on Tatooine again, but you might be locked into some story elements you don't want to deal with. Yeah. You know, because that planet does have some importance. But yeah, maybe, yeah. Got Cobb
2: Vanth running around
3: in the Cobb, armor. Cobb Boba
2: armor, possibly. Uh, That's stinky a, the Hutt. Stinky the Hutt. Trying hut. to take over. Oh, yeah. yeah. All sorts of things going on there. And, and uh, I should also mention, there is a Black Series Jawa, labeled as the Offworld Jawa right now, that came out with some other Mandalorian Stuff so, oh,
3: right, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit like
2: uh nod towards, like, yep, the Tatooine's their home base, but they get around someone when they got a cruiser, (laughs) found some rontos elsewhere, yep, yep, some other rontos. Uh, disintegrations, how did you feel about finally seeing disintegration Speaking of canon, uh, I
3: loved it, I loved it uh, more. It's the second and third time, I like the first time, I think it's awesome. It's one of those little, like, I hadn't even thought about that. I did not grow up wondering what disintegrations in Star Wars were like. you know? yeah. he Just He just didn't want Boba Fett to kill them. That's all yeah. I thought of it. <laughs> and so the Trandoshan one, I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. But it was a Jawas one that I was laughing with joy. And that's not right because I don't even know if those Jawas deserved it. <laughs> But the one that's trying to hold up the metal plate.
2: Occupational just, hazard for Jawas, though. You you yeah. steal people's uh, <laughs> ships, rip them apart. And the you one know?
3: <laughs> shooting at them. Or, <laughs> <and> the one, <laughs> oh, how, how poor Jawas. Um, we saw it. We have an answer.
2: Yeah. It's pretty violent and awesome. I'm sure there are other places in canon, uh, but not as clear as this. Uh, part of the detail I loved is we've been looking at those bolts right on people's clothing right and and i and to me it's not like oh they're all disintegrators right 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 gentile has those on his leg too because he also disintegrates people like uh i like the idea like they're some sort of ammo and they do lots of different things but these particular it was just a joy to have somebody yeah reach down and take those off their (laughs) body (laughs) and load a weapon and do something with them and it's those little details that continue to connect me to this. Is being made by people who have spent decades going, What if, what if, what if? And, yeah. and, and it's a delight to see. It is, it is. And that's that
3: is kind of the it's an interesting conversation maybe we'll have later about how this shows. I don't know. The show's not, I don't want to say, getting away with, but I, I, I've, I, there was a lot of scorn heaped on Rogue One at points, a lot of scorn in some of these other movies and solo of, ugh. I get it. It's a thing from a thing, <laughs> and here the show is literally almost every frame is like, remember that thing? Yeah, it's a thing, and people are like, yay! And I think I, I hate to sound like a bitter at it. again. People who love Star Wars, I don't care why love it, love it, and I'm going to celebrate it with you. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the ATSD joke that those uh, YouTubers in Wisconsin started, like it, 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 you know, made it bad that have something in a Star Wars movie that you saw yeah. before, and this this entire series is based around those questions and i'm loving it everyone's loving it side conversation we'll deal with one day yeah of why the movies don't get that
2: that leeway as the show is well i'll just say and it is a compliment to to this show and you know, we can talk about the other thing of like hey sometimes things just pop up in the art ponda baba and dr everson is like yep. cool fun yeah because the director likes them uh but this is feels like i want to do more with the jawas Right, I right, want right, to right. know that they have patio furniture. I want to know that they uh have it's a cruel furniture. mocking laughter. Yeah. <laughs> like we're learning more. It's not a checklist. Yeah. They're doing things doing that they it. haven't done before, yeah. which is exciting. Uh talking about the theme of the episode we we touched on a little bit that for me one of the big thematic ideas was this just this bond between Mando and the Yoda baby that that was really what it was about which mm. gets into just the kind of larger Star Wars idea of empathy in the value of being aware of other people's pain and situation. So like a practical Mm -hmm. level where Mando is, Mm -hmm. is uh, protecting the baby. But you also get the sense really, I mean, from that, from his backstory and from the shot at the end of chapter one, right? That there's, that he has empathy for this small, uh, what he thought was defenseless thing Mm -hmm. that the whole galaxy is trying to murder Yeah. And then obviously the baby is developing empathy for Mando, I think. Uh, Absolutely. And I think there's
3: empathy to be found in the Jawa situation, even though whether or not he fully learns the lesson, that head shake definitely is, you know, I went through all that for that, for the egg. But. Yeah, that's what it goes beyond just he's got to learn to be, you know, use other ways. That's part of it. Yeah. But when, when Quill's talking to him, it's like, no, you you negotiate with Jawas. This is their life. Yeah, this is, the, yeah, see that from yeah. their perspective. See it from their perspective. Seeing things, you know, uh, yes, there's a lot of empathy running through this. I think that's a pretty powerful theme. Um, the connection um, and finding yourself connected with something bigger than yourself yeah. Uh, and what that might mean. I think that's something that could emerge a little bit more, but I think that's what I'm keep focusing on. It's not just a simple mor- morality choice play of you like this baby and do you want money for it or not? What are you going to do? It's hit he, he, the dawning that this he is he is Mandalorian is taking his first steps into a larger world. Yeah. And I think he's starting to feel it and know it and what that what that's going to do to him.
2: Yeah. A simple bounty hunter. Yeah, somebody wants to be a simple backhander yeah, if you can. Yeah, I, I and I think what you're talking about is is really powerful because it ties into a, a large Star Wars idea that I think gets repeated here, which is the mechanical versus the organic. Yeah, you know, it's the targeting computer versus trust your feelings, trust your the force. And this episode is entirely built on his armor is failing him. Yeah, repeatedly, his weapons are failing him Cone, when he's yeah. trying to fight the mm-hmm. mudhorn. Mm-hmm. His ship got torn apart. All of the mechanical tools that he rely on relies on are failing him, yeah, and he is only alive because this yeah. luminous little being tapped into <laughs> something much greater and more powerful mm-hmm. and then even without that, everything you're talking about with with uh, quill of like no no, no no, yeah. just ask them what they want D- t- take a deep breath and do some labor instead of just <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> you know, a lot of it is that very. Take a deep breath. Breathe. Just breathe. 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 See yourself. Yeah. Lo- as look as as at the water, yeah. look the part of you that is you, not... Yeah. Can I use my flamethrower or my cord to get out of this? Yeah. What can you do? You're right, because none of it worked. Yeah. None of it, other than a couple of cold
3: disintegrations... None of it worked.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it worked for a little while. Yeah. And man, the remote control on that uh, Yoda baby bucket. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely Being want able to swipe that. it. Man. I want one of those. Yeah. I want to be carried around one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, any big directorial choices or moments that jumped out at you? You mentioned the humor. Anything else? The humor. I, I, I'll mention again, but i to
3: highlight. I really like the decision to very clearly show the action from baby Yoda's point of view. Yeah. Uh, over his head, over his fuzzy little cute little ears and head. Just uh, to be a drove that just kept driving home that point that this this creature was connecting with Amanda and seeing having, like you said, the empathy, but just seeing what was needed in the situation. I, I really like that choice. And again, the overall choice that there's doing with the show of, of only focusing on Amanda right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got to think that might change, but I got to hope it doesn't.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it might expand a little bit, but I don't think we're yeah. ever going to go super far away from him. It would be amazing if we never really go away from him, if we never cut yeah. to the client in Moff Gideon having right. a side fight, you know, that we only are aware of it if Mandalorian is in the scene or yeah. about to enter the scene.
3: Yeah, could, which means he's he's everything we want to learn, he's going to have to learn. Yeah. And I, I really hope they stick with that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I really hope they do. So I, that that was apparent here. Yeah, the comedy, but yeah, I really loved the decision, the storytelling decision
2: to to shoot that from behind his head,
3: and and, uh, yeah. and all those things.
2: Yeah, I liked it's similar. I liked the sheer volume of staring. Like in <laughs> chapter one, that was an important part of Mandalorian. Yep. And in chapter two, it's even more important because we have two mostly nonverbal characters who stare yep. at one another. In you know Yoda, baby, little cute puppet is more emotive than the Mandalorian with his mask on. Yes. But still has that, like, I'm really intently taking you in, Mm. but what exactly am I feeling or thinking? Yeah. Like the power of that, that shot with, um, when he is, when the Mando's healing himself and there's like the sparking of the the tool and you see that tool reflected in Mm. Yoda baby's eyes. Like, not only is it just the power of you know Yabi having those huge eyes to take the world in, yeah. but literally being reflective is a great visual way to sh- mm. share that idea of empathy of like what's happening to you is literally being reflected in my eyes. Yeah, you know, builds that connection.
3: That's great. You know,
2: that lid closing shot is great. Yeah, yeah, the lid one, yeah. And a little bit of like it, it almost that weird sort of a slightly slowed down effect when Mando is trying to get up after that last time he's oh, hit by yeah, the yeah, mud horn. Yeah you get that sense that it's almost being perceived. That's the way it's being perceived by Yoda baby, as you're saying.
3: Yeah. uh, That I love, I love the moment um, where he just kind of gives up. There's that, there's that paw just, he's like in the mud, like, like to to me, kind of just like almost accepting his death. There's nothing accepting his fight. Like, yeah, this is it. This is it for me. I thought I thought it was really good. Yeah. And, sh- and again, shout out to, to Brendan Wayne, who's doing the, the stunts, um, conveying a lot and all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, working really, really well. Because uh, when he gets all the way to the top and the jawas shoot him
2: <laughs> and he flops back down. Yeah. Love that moment. Comedy right. and pain. Comedy and pain. Yes. Comedy is a Mandalorian's pain. Uh, the other thing I wanted to shout out, it's in the script, but it was directed so well is just realizing it is 12 minutes before a recognized word is spoken yes there are grunts and groans and sighs uh and uh, baby yoda coos but there is not an actual spoken word until 12 minutes into this and uh wow. the director does an amazing job mm-hmm. of communicating the story just visually that tracking shot down his uh arm to the blaster when he When the little lizards have run away, so you notice the big lizards (laughs) are
3: coming. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so uh, just great, great visual storytelling. Uh, Mm. I really loved how long it was silent, which is an ironic thing to say on a podcast. And with that, (laughs) we're going to take a quick break. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
1: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
3: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
2: And we are back to talk more about that cute, wonderful Yoda baby and the co-star of the show, The Mandalorian, as I think some people are feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're getting into some of our just having fun with it because I think this show is got a great uh, spirit of fun. Mm-hmm. Action figure moments. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, the creators have said that they were inspired by playing with action figures. Both uh, Favreau and Filoni have said that. To me, mm-hmm. it continues to feel that way. Um, for me, the the big action figure moment was the Jawa battle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Because not only is mm-hmm. it, again, you know, I, I keep talking about the Mandalorian as Boba Fett mm-hmm. at some point in Favreau's imagination.
3: Yeah, yeah. Right?
2: That's fair. When, yeah. when he was mysterious. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, he's a very different character now. But to me, I see that and I can just imagine, hey... If there were like 50 Jawas and they were all in their sand crawlers, could Boba Fett get in there? And like uh, people going like, no, No. Boba Fett could kill any number of Jawas. (laughs) Of course, it's so ingrained Mm -hmm. in that level of playground conversation, that level of I don't have a movie. I just have a Boba Fett and one Jawa. Yeah. What stories do I make up in my mind? And again, I think it's incredibly well told. Adult version of this, yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah, but it is the first episode is what if Boba Fett and IG 88 find a baby Yoda? The second episode was at least partially can Boba Fett kick 50 Jawas asses? Yeah, uh, and 100%. Yeah, it goes for me, it like, went it goes down to the specific level of my th- brother who is three years older than me would yell at me when I tried to have the Jawa shoot at Han and Luke. He's like, <laughs> that blaster, which I know is now an ion blaster, is like, only works on droids. You can't shoot Luke and Han with it. Like, it's yeah. from my actual childhood. So to see a, an episode where, like, they set up that there's tech. Yeah. There's electro, you know, electronic oh, yeah. components in the Mandalorian armor. Mm-hmm. He gets up there ready to kick ass, because of course he can kick these little bastards' yeah. asses. Yeah. And then they all fire their ion blasters at him. And it's literally a debate I had with my brother playing with those action figures. It just, it sings to me. Yeah, uh, I think that moment, I did the Trandoshan fight,
3: which wasn't a, you know, super great fight by any means. But, like, again, what if, you know, Bosk was in action? And what if, you know, these are the things... Uh, That we saw some of this, and you know, saw a lot of it, quite frankly, in Clone Wars and Rebels and everything. But to see it again live action makes it kind of more real in your brain. That no, it was the jawa moment for me. It was, it was him climbing up. It was the jawas. I love the moment of them tossing metal down at him. I just think it's, you know, and that's the kind of thing you would imagine, right? You would have your jawas on top of a sand crawler if you had a sand crawler set, uh, throwing it down, yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. So,
2: yeah, the. I've always been obsessed with the inside of sand crawlers. Always wanted to know, right? In this, that, yeah. if we still lived in a different action figure world, there would absolutely be a sand crawler playset, and you yeah. would reckon, and it would say on the back of the box. With weird communication horn, <laughs> whatever that's called, <laughs> when the one kind of pipes man, in, man, like, yeah, you know, put yeah. your Jawas in the observation <laughs> windows to watch the fights outside. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get to see yeah all the different parts that they added. Like you know, the, yeah. it comes with you know, you have to attach the actual fabric to make their <laughs> patio. On top I of the- love the patio, <laughs> love the patio,
3: right? The sandcrawler patio, it's the best. No, the, these uh, off-world Jawas, they travel and stuff. I just always, I was, I, I would be the one that I would stop the freeze frame of. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, when Anakin was talking to the Jawas, yeah, and look inside because the doors are open in the back and be like, what <laughs> is in there? In there besides, yeah. yeah the,
2: Give me a cross section book and I want to find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, The cross like seeing the action inside. Yeah, some cross section books will definitely be yeah. updated. Yeah. Uh, I, I, It'll be interesting to me to see how many Mando action figures they put, put out. We're in a different uh, yeah. market these days. Um, totally. Obviously, Black Series is still very, very popular. And, you know, I'm sure there's a vintage. I think I saw somewhere there's a vintage three and three quarter Mando coming. Right, right, right. There has to be. It has to be. Yeah. But we've seen from the trailers that he's probably going to update his armor. So you got that. Mm-hmm. But when he got thrown out of that cave, uh, yeah. I was like, man, I want to buy a Mudhorn with exclusive oh. battle damaged oh, yeah. Mandalorian with that messed up, you know, 100%. chest plate, right? Oh, Fallen
3: Off? Yeah, have it... Oh, yeah, they need that. And, you know, you, you know, I, we're going to probably get a Funko Pop Baby Yoda egg or something like that, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. I want that. I yeah. want that. But, yeah, this would... Uh, this, because it's so inspired by those Kenner figures, this really...
2: The show already, two episodes in, is just inspiring a, a toy line that doesn't exist yet. Do you feel like there are there were marketing teams ready to go saying how big of an impact is Baby Yoda going to make? Because Star Wars does have a history of marketing the cute things because that's yeah. a part of the market. You know, the Ewoks and the Porgs. Mm-hmm. I, I think
3: they, they obviously knew they had to hold back. Um, but I think if, you know, I, haven't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's some sites out there and some links to stories or something we're not unaware of. But you got to imagine. Yeah. They're sitting on a treasure trove <laughs> of cute. Yeah. Of cute merchandise sales. People love it. It it goes to a lot of different uh, demographics of fans and and the different kinds of merchandise they will purchase yeah you know so
2: yeah yeah baby yoda you're a cash cow yeah (laughs) you have the power uh grizzled weirdo moments yeah i mean this it was really uh you know unless we're gonna be cruel and called the mud horn a, a grizzled weirdo. right um what uh it was mostly cool
3: yeah, definitely. Quill, uh, Quill, Cool, Cool, Nolte, Quill. Nolte Knot. Um, yeah, but I was going to toss a wrinkle in there and say Mando shaking his head at the end makes him kind of the original <laughs> periodo in this episode. Um, yeah. No, excuse me. Uh, Quill, definitely um, the line. I I really love the line of, of, uh, of him telling him like, you oh, know, if you help, you know, this will go faster. But it's not even chastised. You're not chastised. It's just like it's a lesson for life, isn't it? Right well, if we work together, if you're willing to help, this will go a lot quicker.
2: <laughs> it yeah. really is like, yeah. you know, if you do the chores, we can go see a movie in the afternoon, yeah. Mando. You go, you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one that really stuck in in my mind partially, I think, because it is it really celebrates the Western influences is the uh, when Mando thanks him for all his help, and he says, thank you for bringing peace to my valley. Yeah. Right? I mean, just that word and that idea of like, I mean, Obviously, you know, the, there'll be peace in the valley. Um, th- but there, there was just like a, a, that combined with, a you know, I have worked a lifetime to not be in servitude. Mm-hmm. in Quill's whole motivation of just like, I'm going to put my money on you because you're supposed, you come from a long line of mythic ass kickers. Yeah. And I just want the trouble gone because I want to sit here in peace and do my work. And it really brought that home of, you know, we jokingly call them call them grizzled weirdos because there are so many people yeah. who have clearly lived a life uh, mm-hmm. in our real world who are cast in this. But yeah. that's sometimes that power of that of like of why those characters are enjoyable to us. You and I go on and on about liking yeah. our grumpy middle aged weirdos, <laughs> and a part of that is the I have been kicked around yeah. by life. So what's my perspective now?
3: I'm glad you brought up the the piece in my valley line, like because that was the little side mission, right? The little side mission yeah. that Mando was on. But again, just uh, the every line of, of Quills is weighted. Yeah, like almost every line is weighted every nod. And it's look it's a big western thing. Even even kind of said you've brought peace to our town, drifter, yeah. stranger, go on like they they they're down to Who was to the, that
2: mask man? Yeah, yeah,
3: you know, uh expecting the the man who shot Liberty Valance to start playing in the background, but <laughs> down to like they've got shots, you know, they're doing homages to John Ford shots and single yeah. shots in movies. It's 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 western and unlike I don't even think I expect it to be this Western. Yeah. Um, but going back to the grizzled moment, I mean, he serves that well, and, and it's such a it – it
2: was it's a powerful. Everything he says is powerful. So go, go watch Quill and learn from Quill, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you count – because we haven't talked about it – would you count the music itself as a grizzled weirdo?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. I mean, the music gets talked about a lot, but probably even not enough. You know, like by, yeah. by every show, every YouTube podcast, anything – Ludwig Gordonson's just creating such a, just a, a feel to the show. Right. It's, it's, it's the price of admission for me. It's, it's the ticket I want is to just to hear that. I'm doing it bad, but just like, I
2: just, every time it's already in just a couple of episodes, it's getting that flavor of like the James Bond theme mm-hmm. of like a character I like is going to do a thing. Yeah. in that, That music, you know, the music has lots of things going on with it. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, really when it chooses to swell, when it chooses to stay very small and rhythmic versus when it it has that, you know, very kind of upbeat for Star Wars, like with the the writing, the Mm -hmm. uh, blurgs in chapter one (laughs) and getting there as the Razor Crest gets into space uh, in this episode. But just that main... Sort of Mando theme is getting to me like, what's, what's, yeah. trouble's Mando gonna get into he, this chapter? You, it's another like week of adventures. Getting me excited for yeah. that. Uh, so good. Yeah. One line that I did want to make sure to ask your opinion about, because mm-hmm. uh, it, it stuck with me. I should have probably brought this up when we were, we we're back in canon, but I want to be sure to ask mm-hmm. you. Uh, when the Mandalorian says, weapons are a part of my religion, how did that hit you? Gr- <sighs> it's so interesting. This is a
3: great discussion point. It is, it it hit me as somewhat incorrect. Mm, interesting, because what if you see go to the Clone Wars? Yes, war clearly is part of it, and war is what they're trained to, to do and death watch and everything. But Duchess Satine. I don't want that ignored. I know Dave Filoni would not ignore it. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, like she brought in the new Mandalorian way. I know he's old. And maybe that has something to do with why he left or is not on the planet, or was not part of whatever happened there. wasn't part of the Great Purge or anything like that. Uh, You know, Bo-Katan picked it up, picked up the Darksaber literally and and was kind of continuing her sister's legacy. They're not afraid to fight, clearly. yeah, It's kind of how you use the Force. So, I was really interested in that line because it's true in a very flippant if you if you've this is all you've watched. Right. Uh, and this is the only thing you know of Mandalor- Mandalorian culture, that's what you hear. I have never seen a Mandalorian. You all fight and you don't do you take your helmets off? You know, again, the the, the Horatio Sands character, the 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 at the beginning of the show. Yeah. It's like setting up the, the Rick Oli exposition of you're tough and you wear your armor and I, you kill and you murder. And I heard you never take your helmets yeah. off. Is that true? Yeah. So it fits with that but it doesn't necessarily fit with the big picture. And I'm wondering if that's what they're going to deal with. If he has to address that in himself at all. I don't know.
2: Yeah. It felt to me, especially hearing you talk about it, like a building block toward a story of, he doesn't know who he is without the trappings. Yeah. That he doesn't know who he is with the helmet off. He doesn't know who he is with the weapons that that's the way he's defined himself. Yeah. That's yeah. like, who am I when when I'm stripped of this? And like, that's, mm -hmm. that's, you know, the power of that Satine story of like, We can be a, a, a proud and unstoppable species without, right. uh, you know, a people without having everything be about violence. Right. It's not taking our power away. So, it's, you know, sometimes harder to not be violent kind of story. Yeah. And if, if there's some kind of echoes of that, of he is figuring out who am I if I am stripped of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, again, is it
3: is it is it more just a casual flippant line? Maybe, but not, not the way this show's built now. Yeah,
2: yeah. Or if it is a more of a cultural thing yeah. of whatever whatever part of the Mandalorians he's with are like yeah, mm-hmm. Steen meant well but it didn't work out. We should right. never yep. have laid our arms down. Yeah, in, in any way we weren't ready for what was coming. Yeah, and we should never lay them down again. Because
3: again, it's not exactly wrong what he's saying. But
2: uh, yeah, uh, it's bigger questions. Yeah, it. It was very very interesting to that. All right, moving on mm. as we begin to wrap up predictions for next week, <sighs> next chapter. I- <laughs> right? I couldn't have predicted this if I tried. Well, Because this was kind of... The the first chapter had some surprises. Mm-hmm. We'd seen a lot of it in the... A lot yeah. of moments in, in, the, in the trailer. And yeah. it tells a lot about tone. It told us that it was going to be more about the character of the Mando uh, and revealing who he is. Had the baby Yoda pop. But this chapter was really like... We have heard some rumblings from some mm. people going, nobody knows what this show is about. Yeah. And... Yeah. Th- Chapter two answered that. Like, yeah, it is so about this uh, this creature and its meaning in the galaxy. Yeah, that's why. I guess now. I guess we're.
3: You know, I, I would not have thought coming out of episode one that oh they're going to stick with the style of just sticking around Mandalorian. I thought that was just a great way to introduce the character. Nope, they're sticking with that. Will they go for an ep- week three? I don't know. When Gina Carano finally shows up as as uh, Car dude. I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know what they're going to do. So, I think to me, it's just this mystery is going to keep unfolding in front of him, and that he will find himself continuously uh, in, in deeper and deeper and deeper into a into a wonderful, delicious, thick stew of a plot.
2: Yeah. Are you excited as a Star Wars fan to have a true feeling of like, yeah, we can make some educated guesses based on mm-hmm. trailers. We could talk, uh, speculate about what we want, mm-hmm. but you truly have after years of analyzing and talking about Star Wars, they truly have you back on your heels where you're just like, I really don't know what the hell it's going to be next week.
3: I was shooting something today, covering this show. It's going to be out soon on Rotten Tomatoes. And and I was asked uh, off camera, what's the name of the planet? And I went, oh, it's like Archibald something seven. And I had to go look it up. Marvola seven. I had to go look it up. And it's not, and I, and I was talking to Perry Nemiroff, who was there, and I said, of Collider, I said, uh, I'm finding myself with this show only taking what is given to me, mm. and a great way of saying it. You and I talk often of watching new Star Wars. You feel lost because uh, you know two years from now you are be like, "Well, Arvala Seven, which is in the you know,
2: and, <laughs> and we, this is the name of the valley right? that Quill yeah. lives in." Yeah,
3: um and this I am just enjoying not knowing and knowing only what the Mandalorian knows or
2: needs to know. Right. It's been because they're making that choice. You're right, because it it it, may, it puts you even more in the Mandalorian's perspective of like, yeah, I'm. I, I don't. It doesn't say our 7 seven across the screen because Amanda's just like, yeah, it's it's. it's I don't care. It's it's, the it's, it's the where I'm going, and I'm so glad there isn't a scene. I mean,
3: I wish I want more Warner Herzog scenes, but. um I'm so glad, that glad there isn't a scene with Pershing and him just going, we need, don't, he's going to kill him and I need to study him. And, and Mando learns later. No, yeah. like I like, we don't know because he doesn't
2: know. Yeah, that's so great. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I have a couple of uh, predictions, mm-hmm. some of them legitimate, some of them wild. Okay. Um, I'm curious to see if Mando will take the uh, Yoda baby directly. To the client, mm. or if there will be a detour to seek counsel on what I need to know what I'm dealing with before I walk in. Okay, uh, yeah, I think that's a good. I think he seeks counsel. Yeah, I'm curious to see because I mean it's we're learning more about this character mm, each episode, yeah. right? So in, in mm. and we've got those little bits of trailer that we haven't seen yet. We know he's gonna, yeah, you know, rumble with some remnant stormtroopers uh, at some point. Mm, yeah, yeah. figure yeah. that's it. Or, or is it a, I'm going to stash the baby with a trusted friend, maybe Cara yeah. Dune. Right. And then I'm going to go talk to the client and say, what the hell is the deal? Yeah. You know, but it, it does feel like next up has to be. Unless this is, we could be surprised. And like, that was him getting off the planet. Now he's attacked in space for half an hour. I'm, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I, I was going to say, I don't think he runs straight to the client. And now next, you know, next episode's going to start with the fade in. He's yelling at the client, you know, yeah. like we're yelling at Dr. Pershing. Um, but I love that. I love that. It's hard to But I do, I do. Uh, that's the big question. That's a great question. Does he go directly back or does he go see counsel or some other help? And I'll say counsel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to uh, learn a little bit more about the actual state of Mandalore mm. in the Soon. next chapter. Um, that great purge. The great purge. Great and uh, StarWars.com put out a um, an article about the Mandalorians, just kind of a, a good, real yeah. brief summary of here's what's happened to them in the Clone Wars and, and Rebels, right. and ends that section by saying the full might of the empire was brought down on mandalore they do say that yeah on the star wars.com article so i feel like that makes me feel like okay we're gonna get a little bit yeah. more of that story big win see if that was a great purge or big not
3: win for uh, you picking that up there we'll okay see. that's great we'll see uh
2: yeah. final prediction i think that we will see yabi excrete an entire frog skeleton <laughs> 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 look around Yoda's hut a little more closely now um, oh oh yeah. yeah oh no yeah I'm thinking of all the we're various little things that were molded into my Dagobah playset. <laughs> oh yeah. gosh what was that snake for <laughs> was that just lunch I think he was going to lunch that's like a lollipop he's yeah. ran around his <laughs> yeah. neck as an action figure amazing alright uh, anything else that you wanted to bring up about this uh, episode before we, we close with our weird fun question no other than this is just a Wonderful,
3: weird little stanza in a bigger song, and I, and I just love that choice and, and really excited to see what's coming. Yeah,
2: beauti- beautifully said. All right, a weird, fun question to end this discussion of uh, Chapter 2, The Child of the Mandalorian. Not The Child of the Mandalorian. You know what I'm saying. Right. Ken, if Jawas stripped mm-hmm. your car, <laughs> what would you be willing to trade or do for the Jawas to get the parts of your car back. I mean, I got a lot of Funko Pops. <laughs> I got a
3: lot, I got a lot of whiskey. I can trade a lot of that. If they want to send me on some sort of mission, uh, I, I, I don't know if I can do what the Mando did. So uh, I'm going to have to try to barter with everything that I have. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would start with the toys. Yeah. That's usually what I start with.
2: Yeah. 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 You. Yeah. I think, I think I would try to give them some of my, uh, like, Maybe my laptop and my phone and figure. Oh, that's big. I know, it is big. Yeah. I probably wouldn't actually go through with this. Yeah. But there's just a little bit of like, wouldn't it be nice for just like a couple of days? I like just, I have to be off the grid because like, yeah. Had to give Jawas my phone. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to make me go uh, try to, I don't know, get some milk from a cougar. That's not <laughs> even how animals work, but you know what I mean. cougar milk egg. The cougar milk egg, <laughs> cougar yeah, milk yeah, egg yeah. that's clearly in Griffith Suga, Park. Suka, Suga. Suga. With that, the Jawas and Ken and I have spoken.